Well, good morning. It's good to be here this morning. Thank you for joining us in Community Chapel. What a beautiful fall day we have. We're enjoying this week. Things may change next week, so be ready. But we're enjoying this wonderful weather today. I want to jump right into our text for today. But just as a little bit of context and background, we have been in Mark chapter 10 for a few weeks now. We've benefited from hearing stories of the ways in which Jesus has interacted with those around him, his disciples surely, but also those who are just following, who are a part of this increasingly large group of people who are traveling to Jerusalem with Jesus. Jesus is headed to Jerusalem. We know why he's headed to Jerusalem. Those around him are still trying to figure that out. But we know that Jesus is headed to Jerusalem to be tried and to be killed. His disciples are only grasping, just really trying to figure out what that means. Um, And along the way, in Mark chapter 10, we're getting these glimpses of what Jesus' incarnational ministry looks like as he encounters seemingly random people. We're going to see another random person today on this road to Jerusalem and read about him and think about what this story means for us. So I'll read for us from Mark chapter 10, verses 46 through 52. They came to Jericho. Again, this is on the road to Jerusalem. They're hugging the Jordan River as they're heading to Jerusalem. Jerusalem now is only about 15 miles away as the crow flies. So Jesus is getting closer and closer. And as as Jesus and his disciples in a large crowd were leaving Jericho, Bar Timaeus, son of Timaeus, a blind beggar, was sitting by the roadside. And when he, Bartimaeus, heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout and to say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many sternly ordered him to be quiet, but he cried out even more loudly, saying, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stood still and said, call him here. And they called the blind man saying to him, look, go, take heart, get up, he's calling you. So the man throwing off his cloak sprang up and came to Jesus and Jesus said to him, what do you you want me to do for you? That's a profound question. What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, my teacher, Rabbi, Rabboni, let me see again. And Jesus said to him, go, your faith has made you well. And immediately he regained his sight and followed him on the way. This is the word of the Lord for us this morning. Thanks be to God. Well, I have to admit to you that I struggled with this passage as I was preparing it and not for perhaps the reasons you might think. I was anticipating this opportunity to talk to you today about this story and I shared with my life group last week during our prayer time. Any of my life groupers in here today? There they are back there, love you guys. I shared with my life group last week during our prayer time that I was a little bit nervous about preaching this text. Why? Well, it's a short and simple story. We've already seen Jesus miraculously heal several people in Mark. This is our third or fourth if you're keeping track at home. 
We already know that Jesus has looked compassionately at those along the journey who has needed his healing touch. So the story of Bartimaeus seems perhaps just like some of the stories we've already encountered this semester as we've walked through the book of Mark. What important and new insights could I bring in yet another boring healing story? Well, first, obviously, I need to confess to you that this question is a selfish one. I have the privilege this morning of leading us in the reading of God's word. It's not about me. It's not about how creative I can be. It's about the story we're reading today that demonstrates the love and the compassion of Jesus Christ in the life of a man who desperately needs it. As always, God's word stands on its own. Not to mention how insensitive my attitude was to those in our midst, in our community, who are desperately praying for healing. Who are desperately praying for Jesus' touch of healing in their lives, the lives of loved ones, people around them that we love and care about, physically, emotionally, spiritually, Psychologically, there are many in our midst that need Jesus' healing hand. So I confess that to you today. But perhaps my struggle with reading this passage reveals an even bigger problem in my life. Has Jesus become boring to me? Has Jesus become predictable? Has the story of the creator God who came to live among us as a human being and to minister and to heal those who love him and to save those who seek him, has that story become humdrum in my life? So much so that I can't even find the inspiration to preach this passage today. Have the miracles of Jesus become more metaphorical and less well, miraculous? (laughs) Am I unable or unwilling to see the incredible power of the one who was sent into the world to bring healing to the sick and freedom to the captive and yes, sight to the blind? Do I need to ask God to give me a new passion for reading the story of Jesus? A new discovery of the incredible miracle that he is in my life And in your life, is this just another story I've learned about and read a hundred times? Or is it a glimpse into heaven? A peek at what's to come. And importantly for our story today, a sacred reminder of what Jesus has done in my own life and what I've seen him do in the lives of countless others. So perhaps this morning I need to rediscover what Jesus can do for me if I simply call out his name, Jesus. Unlike Bartimaeus, I'm not blind, but I don't always see very well. I don't or I can't see God's truth with clarity. As much as I struggle, I find it difficult to find wisdom and knowledge. I'm often blind to the needs of others around me, people in my life and in my community who are suffering. I am blind to injustice in the world. And worse, 
Because I can't always see injustice, I often unwittingly contribute to that same injustice. I can't or I refuse to see how my actions lead to the suffering and not the flourishing of others. I have blind spots that cause me to look past what's best for those I serve. And instead, I promote the agendas that best serve my interests. I'm not blind. I see perfectly well. But a lot of the time, I don't see very well at all, honestly. I miss a lot of things. And that's not my only affliction. Even worse, sometimes I do see the things around me. I do. And yet I refuse to act with compassion and courage. Maybe I don't need Jesus to remove the scales from my eyes. Maybe I need him to soften my heart and strengthen my courage. Maybe I need Jesus to help me take action when action is needed. If I see justice, Jesus, this is my prayer. Would you give me the passion and the courage to stand with those whom I love, who are being crushed by the same systems? Well, that shelter me. Jesus, if I see poverty in my midst, would you give me the generosity to share my abundance and my riches with those who are living meagerly hour by hour and day by day? Jesus, if I see those who need to know you, who truly need to see you and trust in you, would you give me your heart to share with them about truth and about grace and about redemption, and about freedom, and about salvation. Jesus, son of David, rabbi, rabboni, teacher, heal me. I see, but I am blind. My heart beats inside of me, but it is rock hard. Heal me. Make your story fresh to me again. Help me to have a faith like a child again who sees your work as amazing and miraculous. Lord Jesus, heal me. Now, some of you are thinking the president has now lost his mind. (laughs) That was loud. It made me squirm a little bit in my seat. Quiet down. Don't make a fool out of yourself, some of you are thinking. Perhaps that's how those around Bartimaeus were feeling that day. Hey, man, be quiet. You are embarrassing yourself. You are a distraction. And that's understandable, maybe. But Bart wasn't going to let the misplaced comfort of others keep him from Jesus. They told him to shush, And yet Bart only got louder and louder in his cries to Jesus. So friends, I'm going to ask you a tough question today. It's tough because I don't know the answer. It's got a lot of layers and contours and we could spend a lot of time discussing it, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Do we let the discomfort of others keep us from claiming Jesus as who he is? Do we let the discomfort of others keep us from claiming Jesus for who and what he is? I'm not talking about being brutish or belligerent about our faith. 
or being mean-spirited in order to make our case. There's enough of that to go around. But in our world, a world that needs Jesus more than any other thing, but also in a world that preaches that to be offended is the worst possible outcome imaginable, in a world that teaches us that it's better to capitulate than to speak truth, do we shush ourselves and other faithful ones around us in order to maintain some distorted sense of peace and comfort? That's a hard question. Do we let the discomfort of others keep us from claiming Jesus for who he is? Like Jesus, we want to be full of both grace and truth. Bart wasn't willing to conform to the wishes of others at the risk of missing Jesus. And Bart's seeking and healing led to his proclamation about Jesus. It was after his healing that we're told, Bart gets up and goes and follows the disciples. We don't know the rest of the story, but it's one of the reasons why he's named in the story, because he gets up and he goes. But notice the order here. This is important. Bart didn't proclaim Jesus without first seeking healing and forgiveness. Too often today, Christians bring false witness about Jesus. They distort Jesus because we aren't first willing to acknowledge our blindness. Spiritual arrogance plagues the church today. It was only after having received his sight, that Bartimaeus joined those who were following and proclaiming Jesus. I'm gonna invite the, um, the band to come on up here. But as they do, I wanna mention a couple of really important points. Friends, and this is a personal statement, I want to read about the stories of Jesus with the same awe and the same wonder as if reading them for the first time. And I would ask your prayers for that. There's nothing boring here. Bart regained his sight. We can too. And let's not capitulate our faith and our love for Jesus in order to better fit in. We want to love others well. That is sure. We want to love others well. But Jesus sometimes calls us to a faith that stands up and against the culture of the day. Like Bartimaeus, as we pro boldly proclaim Jesus, let's not forget to first seek our true identities, our true identities as ones who also need to be healed. As we go into the world telling others about Jesus, let's remember how Jesus has healed us, is healing us of our spiritual blindness. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. Jesus performed a miracle in Bart's life. Jesus is working a miracle in our lives. Don't miss it, and don't hide it. It changes everything. Let's stand and worship.
Let's give a hand clap to our praise band today. So awesome, thank you. So go knowing this, that you are loved. I love you. The people around you love you. And Jesus loves you. And Jesus has worked a miracle in your life and is working a miracle in your life. He is not boring. Find those opportunities to tell others about what Jesus is doing in your life. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be yours now and forevermore. Go in peace. Amen.